Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. NAFTA, well, we're not sure what's going on with NAFTA, frankly. It depends on which side you're talking to and listening to at this particular situation. All we know is we don't have a deal. Uh, Donald Trump is, is now talking again about Canada being unreasonable and uh, spoiled when it comes to situations like this, while others are speaking up about this, uh, including a former conservative interim leader, Ronna Ambrose, who, by the way, before this was usually pretty supportive of the government and actually told her fellow conservatives to back off and, and let the government make a deal if they possibly could. Now she's weighed in once again and suggested that if Donald Trump is going to use other economic tools, such as, of course, tariffs, etc., Canada's got to fight back. You got to play a punch for punch if you're going to get into the ring with these guys. That's that seemed to be the essence of what she was saying. Is that a good strategy? Is that actually an effective strategy for this country? Let's ask Ian Lee from the Sprott School of Business at Carleton University as he joins us on the Bill Kelly Show. Good morning, Ian. How are you today? Good morning, Bill. I'm doing just fine. Do we uh, poke the bear if this starts happening? I want to. This is a very important issue, and so I want to make a, a distinction that I don't think is being made. Uh, by Ms. Ambrose, for whom I have great respect, by the way, nor by uh, a lot of the coverage. We have to distinguish between the negotiations and what's going on there, going back and forth over dairy and telecom and automobiles and so forth, which is perfectly legitimate to make demands on both sides, mm-hmm. all three sides, actually, because there's three countries. But let's distinguish that situation from where Trump then, to use my language, cheats, by imposing, for example, tariffs on our cars or tariffs on our aluminum and steel or some other uh, tariffs in order to try to uh, uh, force us at the negotiating table to compromise. So I'm making the distinction between demanding compromises inside the negotiating room, perfectly legitimate. What's not legitimate is to impose tariffs to try to force us to compromise. And if he does that, then I do agree with Ms. Ambrose. We should fight back bare knuckles. Uh, and, and that's an important distinction to make. And, and I think she was trying to do that. I, I haven't seen all the headlines, but uh, she's a pretty intelligent lady and yeah. seemed to have a pretty good handle on this file. And, yeah. and I think what she's concerned of is, uh, well, what some people might call it economic blackmail. In other words, you, you're not going to agree with what we want here at the bargaining table. So I'm going to do something outside this room, which is going to have a, a you know, put pressure on you, basically, to say, okay, I give. Okay, I'll, we'll do it. It's, exactly. it's, it's blackmail, isn't it? It is. That's, that's First, there's two things. Yes, it's blackmail. Secondly, I think it's illegal. And I mean by illegal, I mean more nobody can put the president in jail. I don't mean that kind of illegal. But I mean it's a violation of treaty agreements that the United States is a party to. That's, and I'm certainly not a trade lawyer, but certainly my understanding that that's a violation of the WTO, which is a World Trade Organization treaty. WTO is not only an organization, but it's an actual treaty of 162 countries, U.S. and Canada including, and, and, and it's a violation of NAFTA. So, you know, he, I mean, that's why I use the word very carefully, this is a form of cheating because when you violate the commitments you've made in those trade agreements and you go and do that, then that's, you know, the old fashioned language is you're cheating, you're breaking the rules. But is that not something that we've seen from Trump before? I mean, if anything, over the last year and a half we've seen, Ian, it's that he really doesn't have a whole lot of respect for rules and regulations. I do agree with you. And this shows, and this is something that um, I haven't really talked about because it's an area I feel very uncomfortable with. But although in you know, the whole point of trade agreements, and there's a long theory on this, I mean, in the literature that's been studied, which I do respect, and, and the, the theory is based on the, you know, we're all equal. 
and there should be one common level playing field, which I completely agree with. The problem is that in the real world, I, I don't just mean in my proverbial ivory tower, as people like to call the university, but in the real world, all countries are not equal. So sorry, Canadians, we're not. The United States is ten times bigger than we are. They are the world's superpower. That does not mean that we have to lie down and just say, you know, roll me over and you know, beat me up. But it does mean that we have to be aware of the fact that the United States can get away with things, and China, those two countries, the world's two superpowers, can actually get away with behavior that smaller countries cannot get away with, just because they're smaller and they don't have the power. So there's a, there is realpolitik, to use the famous phrase of Henry Kissinger, involved when you're talking about trade that you cannot ignore. That is to say, yes, we're ostensibly, theoretically, idealistically, we're all equal, uh, but in the real world, some countries use that wonderful phrase of George Orwell, uh, some countries are more equal than others. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.